let's start it off. Let's do the housekeeping things. Um, this post ninety podcast. Um, yeah, I, I would just like to start. If you're listening, you're a champion. Yeah, I, I would like to start uh, by saying that this is by far going to be our longest episode ever. If you thought we had a, a problem waffling in the past, you have you've yet to see what is about to happen. Um, so we're gonna like leave some timestamps down on the timeline there, so you guys can hop around and get right. to the the important conversations whichever you find important yeah um, it, there's gonna be a lot of them based on the notes that that we prepared for this one um but let's get like some some very important housekeeping out of the way before we dive into uh what we plan to do is just like analysis of this entire week um the game itself the post game the pregame, and all that but we have some important stuff we want to get out of the way before people start hopping around to those timestamps. um so the first thing obviously is you know follow us on twitter that is always the plug at post 90 pod um we like even uploaded this twitter moments thing i just found out about it today and i was like hey let's make one of those uh and it's kind of cool you can just like select tweets to put into like a group that just like lasts forever on your profile so it was sort of cool to put a bunch of tweets in there um you know that's kind of a snapshot of what our tl looked like you know the night that nycfc made history uh and then we could talk a little bit about our off-season plans so that everybody's aware. Um, we want to do a ton of collab episodes with, you know, people all over the community. Um, you know, Michael Allen, who is the alumni of this show at right. this point, you know, he this would be number three or four if he comes back on the show. Um, and then we want to get a lot of new guys, you know, like Juan Carlos, we mentioned. It's also his first season covering the club. You know, Christian, who's always been an OG Maybe some outfield guys like uh, Tactics we brought on before, bring right. him back finally. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of plans. A lot of plans. And, and some people we've talked to before, like, you know, obviously Michael Allen and um, Tactics, they get to, they've, they've seen, you know, us at our most our progression. Un- unprofessional, <laughs> just, you know, piecing together um, a way to get an interview. And, you know, up until this point where, you know, we've got this studio, I, I think. Our first conversation with Michael Allen. The only thing in this, room I think we're right just now, gonna like stare at each other and smile for a couple minutes or something. <laughs> like, like when we when we first talked to Michael Allen, all that we had in the studio was this table. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I don't even think we had three camera angles. I think it was just, a, just the a one, one man maybe. show. Yeah, it's been a lot of growth. I mean, for us yeah. and for the club. Um, and I hope these guys want to come on. Yeah. Me too. I would assume. I mean, I think everybody wants to, and we've we've uh, messaged back and forth with some people on Twitter pretty publicly too. So I think you know we're at least going to get three or four episodes out of that, um, which is good because obviously off seasons can always be slow. Uh, and then the last thing is that we're looking to really kill the coverage of that MLS reserves league. Um, I've just been calling it NYCFC two because I guess that's pretty much what it is. I'm not sure to what capacity uh, fans and and anybody really is going to be able to view games or keep up to date with uh, what's going on with them. So we kind of want to try to, you know, do the best that we can to make sure that if people want to find out things about that that team, that, you know, we would be a great place to do that. Right. Not only only that, but, you know, in the case that, you know, not hope, not knock on wood, but you know, in the case that a first team player goes down, and mm-hmm. we need to maybe pull somebody from a from a team. I don't know if that's possible. Yeah. But you know that there's going to be some background on that player, so it's not just like, oh, let's hope this dude with uh, 
you know, a heart shaved into his head does well today. <laughs> yeah. And keep an eye on the vet that went down, you know, that this is a good opportunity where you can send somebody down, which you see in uh, a lot of European right. clubs. Like you, you know, you see somebody get sent to a U22 to rehab if to things rehab, go wrong to, and they have to get back up to or speed mentally <laughs> or yeah, just start scoring goals against the 18 year olds when right. you're 27. So you can feel good again. Um, any, in, it would be cool too. Um, you know, obviously I'm not sure how possible it would be. Um, and I, this is the first time you're hearing of it. So congratulations. <laughs> Here you go. Um, but some of the guys that may be leaving our club, um, specifically like Thor, I think it, it would be important for him to get like an exit type of interview, Yeah, which is super popular to do in Europe, um, typically by the club, but I'm not sure with the, with, you know, everything going out the club. I don't know if that will happen. Yeah. I would have. I mean, I would assume it would be easier, just like my first thoughts on it, because we don't have to jump through right. like NYCFC's PR team. Not that that's a nightmare or hard to do. We right. just haven't done it before. It's easier to just send Thor a, a yeah. DM and be like, hey, you know, we appreciate everything you did. It's definitely been more so about us being nervous about getting a player on here than the NYCFC media team not being able to make it happen. Right. Like they would do it, you know, because I, I do want to I, I want to get Thor's thoughts on like, you know, when Ibiaga left and stuff like that, because obviously they were probably some of the two closest if they were yeah. riding together and stuff like that. Um, just, you know, his idea of him leaving and then, you know, his idea of himself leaving. Yeah. And I then you even somebody like Tony Rocha, who, I mean, we have long been right. supporters of Tony Rocha on this pod. Two people that we have nicknames for, you know, that doesn't <laughs> yeah, happen. Yeah, the only two, that I doesn't think. happen often. And so um, definitely want to try to maybe give those guys some exit interviews. Yeah. Just to say their peace and say their goodbye. Yeah. You know, more than just like a basic Instagram post. Yeah. No, I would agree. Um, and maybe we can just get right into this <laughs> uh, MLS Cup week. Um, it was I came, like... I came out of the out of my room multiple times just to tell you that I was freaking out. Yeah. Before, before kickoff. I, I almost felt like... Uh, it's just so it's hard to like look back on it because it I have such a different feeling of it now than I did before kickoff because like the nerves were so crazy um but you know I really feel like it started on you know even like Thursday night uh if you're on Twitter you start seeing fans like already flying out to Portland right. um and then Friday I mean pretty much everybody that was going was you know posting themselves on the planes on the planes uh, are there or in the terminals of, of JFK I think it was or Newark literally chanting come on you boys in blue like in the gate at yeah. the airport gate just pictures of just blue and all of the airplanes yeah and holding up scarves and stuff uh, and then you know we ultimately arrived to Saturday morning after somehow falling asleep on what was basically Christmas Eve on Friday night uh, I mean do you remember how you felt when you woke up I felt like I felt like just crawling out of my skin. I really, I just wanted it to kick off, but even, you know, just the idea of being closer to kick off was terrifying to me. Yeah. I was trying to do anything. I was like, I got to go buy bread. Like, yeah. I just, and it was the worst because I had to wake up early. Like I wanted to sleep if, you know, in best case scenario till 3 p.m. But unfortunately I was up at eight. So I had, you know, seven, six hours of, of waiting. Um, And then you know even more posts start rolling in on twitter of of everybody that's actually in portland and it starts becoming more real and real yeah. uh you know as as not real as it seems as you're yeah. you know waiting for this moment um 
and I think you know everybody from from the fans to the coaches to Ian and uh, like David Lee today and uh, Brad Sims talking about the fans that traveled there these people are like incredible not only to spend you know the price to go there but the, the sheer number of people that did it I heard Sean say that they were told there were over 2,000 yeah. NYCFC fans there is like that, that's, that's insane that's dude that's a six we hour flight that's the reason we're road dogs yeah genuinely and that's like, hundreds of dollars that's six hours people always say like we have the best fans we have the best fans but like do you show out like that yeah to help your team do it on the cold rainy day in portland yeah i know we never <laughs> tweeted tweeted that little like thing but nycfc can do it on a cold rainy day in portland and i'm not sure many teams can portland can't even do it in portland i wish we'll get into it uh and then you know finally the lineup drops um and it was essentially just business as usual um the only change that was out of the ordinary was that Ronnie decided to give Thor the start over uh, Malt. I think it yeah. paid off, right? I would it, say. I, I'd say it paid off, but yeah. I was that was I was nervous because I was like, "Why change it now?" Yeah. Like, if you were the guy preaching, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why did you fix it? Yeah. Because it wasn't broke. <laughs> and and I'm just thinking of this for the first time, like hindsight 2020. How much weirder does that make to not extend his contract? Yeah. Yeah. That, right? no. I just thought of that now. But also, I mean, it just just the whole thing. I, I mean, all of the guys that left, it was kind of weird. Like, why give them minutes in the most important parts and then not resign them? Yeah, um, doesn't make much you know sense. Thor, Roach, and Medina. Medina started every single game in the in the playoffs. Yeah, um, Izzy. I mean, ultimately, I don't know if his future was decided before today, but he got time. You know, it was just it was just weird to see all those guys all of a sudden like is he all of a sudden yeah in the playoffs it was almost like okay there had been talks about this yeah you know, what we'll what we'll talk about later and uh we just got right into the first half and i think it was easy uh the team made it easy to calm everybody's nerves i think very early uh we definitely were controlling the game um for the start of it you know i remember you like continually coming out of your room being very nervous and i think i just said every time like i like, I am nervous, but I am extremely confident at the same time. Um, and that's something that we, you know, we repeated many times last episode where, you know, Ronnie has created a level of confidence um, for us that we, we don't have to be too concerned beyond, like, the regular game day right. nerves. I mean, <clears throat> I'd, I'd say once, yeah, once once kickoff started and we got, you know, five, ten minutes in, I was like, okay, it's ball. Yeah. We're just, we're playing ball. Um, because we looked, we looked business as usual. Mm -hmm. And the, the only thing that had me concerned early was the ref, uh, which we're going to get into, you know, what everybody, uh, has on their minds related to this ref. But early, uh, there were a lot of like hard tackles coming against us and us, uh, making some as well. Um, but they uh, they originally were coming against us, and he was not making any calls. Right. And it, it was 10 or 15 minutes like that where we hadn't really gotten Chippy back, so he didn't have a chance to show that, like, he was just going to let the boys be boys out there. Uh, so we, that was a little tense at the start. Yeah, we just saw our players getting chopped. Yeah, and, with With no cards, no warning, no anything. Yeah, and they started, like I said, getting Chippy back, and he allowed it 
to right. go that way for a long time. Right. I, I would say through the entire first half uh, and most of the second. Do you remember he didn't call? I, I mean, I'd have to relook at the. I haven't looked at it since. Mm-hmm. But the double penalty in their box. Oh yeah. Like he just didn't. He Tavon just didn't, and then Maxi yeah. gets chopped too. Tavon, I was like, okay, like 50-50. Yeah, but no, Maxi. Maxi, I was like, that's a that's a pen, and a pen, no one yeah. talked about the it. The announcers weren't talking. No about one it. Like, even mentioned it. It was yeah. almost like, all right, shut up about that. We're not talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. That home field advantage hits. Uh, yeah, um, it hit very well for them. <laughs> uh, and then ultimately in the forty-first minute. Oh God, those guys! <sighs> I just read the notes. I forgot about that. Um. Coming off of a set piece, which is just the absolute story of this team this year. Uh, you know, Maxi plays a perfect ball, and uh, Tati, our golden boy, heads it in. Steve Clark kind of bobbles it. I mean, it, that dude's a bomb. It's a game he could have. I mean, it's a goal he could have saved. <laughs> that dude is a. But yeah, bomb. that's a bad look. Uh, He's probably the worst keeper that we faced in this playoffs, and we faced that Union kid. Yeah, and we faced Matt Turner, and he's off. <laughs> uh, oh, rest in piss. So Tati, <laughs> Tati uh, heads that ball past Clark, and then he runs down the the what are they what is it called a byline, and he shushes yeah. the Portland crowd, uh, basically stirring up the scumbag that decided to throw a full bags. Yeah, they, there was two of them. Um, basically stirring up, and I'm not giving Tati any blame. I'm just saying this man probably did it because of that. Yeah. Uh, with a incredible decision. accuracy, um, just pings a full beer can off Medina's do think, head. Do you think, um, you know, we don't resign Medina because we think he has brain damage? Concussion protocol? Like, we're not here for his potential decisions after being hit with a can yeah it's it's possible i would just like to to report for anybody that doesn't know at this point uh that that man is banned for life from what i would assume is his favorite team stadium so good congratulations um you played yourself portland you did one good thing on the night thank you that i I was i mean props to portland because they identified him Kicked him out, banned him for life. Before halftime. Before halftime. And that was at 41. Yeah. And so, amazing job. Yeah, that was incredible. Sensational. Um, But, I mean, Medina did play it up. Like, he got yeah. hit in the hand, not the head at all. Oh, and I never like, touched he, his he head? he blocked it fully. Oh, okay. But still, you don't do that. Like, yeah. you don't throw... Like, he could have very easily hurt him severely. Yeah. Um. So, you're a scumbag. Yeah, and I think to, to not give that you know that guy too much shine i think the important you know the most important part of that is that it came right before halftime because it gave ronnie the chance to like instantly have a team-wide talk uh a positive one a positive one about the situation um and it worked because for the entire second half uh i think we did start at moments like in the 70th maybe to become like prisoners of the moment like I know at least as a fan. We were uh, absorbing a lot though. Yeah. It felt like it felt like a lot. That's the thing though. We if were I watched we it were back, it may not have been. It felt like it though. It felt like the Every end of the time world. Portland had possession, it was yes. like, okay, we we lost, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Now. I was really, really And the Chara brothers didn't help because they rapid. might be the fastest men uh on the field because Tiago wasn't in the league, so. maybe. In the league, yeah. Uh rapid. 
but it like you said it felt like we were absorbing pressure and no longer really applying it uh which was worrisome and even as a fan we i think we were we just weren't capitalizing yeah and even as fans you know we were looking for the second goal but we you know the the talk in the living room was like please just hold this lead yeah i would have i would have preferred yeah. a one nil why yeah and unfortunately we got you know robbed of that yeah like completely I mean, blindly we, robbed. we should have had a two nil with medina that breakaway absolutely um you know there's a few few chances where we we're just like the cup was right there for us to actually achieve with a goal mm -hmm. there um and then ultimately yeah i mean chanel gets fouled clear as day clear as day i mean any other stadium any other game any other ref that's blown dead i mean would it have been you know unfortunate to to win that way maybe yeah would we be feeling um you know pressure from portland fans like oh we got screwed whatever probably definitely but i mean it felt better to go and win it afterwards i'll be honest because then we could be like you know yeah it wouldn't be like a fake asterisk from from portland right. fans right and so it felt good but it was really really awful in the moment because i was like dude that's the thing that decides games and like chanel was distraught oh he was i was like dude there's no way chanel can play anymore yeah no he was I, that distraught i, I was I, like he's gonna not have energy left and i'm shocked that he didn't get a, like a yellow at least for dissension because he was like flipping out like yeah Actually, rightfully so yeah no he literally it was got, right he like the dude was over his back and elbowed him mm -hmm. so it wasn't like it there was two fouls on the play i just it is what it is um but yeah, it adds I mean, to the story you you collapsed I, I was just on the floor just collapsed yeah and i i was really quiet nobody really talked in that in that room of four people or for for like five minutes no there weren't <laughs> words really all i heard was oh, no <laughs> And, uh, and at the same time, uh, my dad, who doesn't uh, who doesn't really watch soccer and stuff like that, but you know, it is crazy um, how important it is for teams to do this because you get people that wouldn't typically watch to tune in, and that can help you out in the in the future. Right. Um, but my parents even tuned in, you know, without uh, unbeknownst to us. And he texts me, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I bet on NYCFC to win." And um, not to get too much into the degeneracy of betting in this household, but we have a, a rule where we don't bet on uh, NYCFC. Yeah. Period. It's one of the things we don't do. We don't do that. Period. Um, and when he texted me that after uh, Portland scored the 93rd and 56 seconds goal of a four-minute stoppage time, I was like, oh. That's why. He's why we're going to lose. Yep. That's great. We're not, not having no clue Thanks, anymore. Dad. Hey, we're not gonna have an uncle anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, and so that's how that was our our mindset rolling into this extra time. Um, yeah. Jokes aside, though, we we still believed. Uh, I still, yeah, we, yeah. I believed that we were gonna go and win. I just didn't know how Chano was gonna compose himself. It was a tough extra time to watch because Portland turned it up. Yeah. We we had chances too, but. It was like what what we talked about in the second half, where every time Portland got chances, it felt like it was over. It, that was amplified like a hundred times. In well, not only time. that, but they they specifically made attacking substitutions. Yep. So I think they had three defenders on. Although we did too. 
Yeah, I well, I think they had three defenders on, and so I was like, that that gave me hope too, because I was like, oh, well, they they went all out attack, they went for that, they mm-hmm. got it, but now they have no way to defend. But then they, you know, ended up finding a way, making subs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was short lived, but it was just the whole time. It just felt like I don't, I don't know. I just didn't feel like anything was really gonna happen, and I was yeah. like, oh, here we go again. Here we go. Depends again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, Sean, who obviously, you know, made a staple on the game and the penalties, even before the penalties uh, in open play, mm-hmm. you know, right before it was it, the game was blown dead. Uh, he made an incredible save to keep us Nutty. in it. You know, Insane. diving fingertips. Um, crazy. I yeah. mean, it, the ball travel traveled through bodies. Um, and this is. This is a man and a uh, a captain um, and a goalkeeper that has just in the playoffs played out of his skin. Like I I don't that, I don't know I don't have words for what that Sean final, has done. Like this this playoff Sean, saying this is choking me up, dude. Like like playoff Sean, ugh. Playoff Sean and like the first six week Sean, entirely different humans. Yeah, completely different, and that's. I don't know. It, like we it, we said some things this this year. Like yeah, on the show. But we, I'll, I'll be honest. Weeks ago, we said, "Hey, Sean's back. He's yeah. We have nothing bad to oh, say." Oh, it's been like two and a half, three months of yeah. of this Sean, and yeah. he has enabled us as well as you know many people have, um, or many players on this team have to even be close to where we are right now. Right. Like if we didn't, I mean, uh, it's so obvious if we don't have Sean, yeah, like, we we're, we're probably first if if not second rounded, right. guaranteed. Oh yeah, and guaranteed. maybe not even playoffs. Yeah, um, because he he led he led the team from the back. He proved why he is the captain. He proved why. And what a a, a captain uh, Sean has really become, because even you know aside from his skill, um, that we, you know we we're taking notice of or his lack thereof at least at the beginning of the season when it seemed like every week somebody decided that they were going to pull up and score score a worldie on him put him on Um, a poster it also had us uh not questioning his captaincy but questioning if the club should have moved so quickly uh into uh filling it right which i mean because you know there was definitely arguments you know back then um about maxi Right. Uh, with his seniority, and then that would, you know, I think probably the the unknowing of his future with his Alfredo contract. Alfredo, even we yeah, were Alfredo. We were saying who, I mean, if Alfredo was playing like he did these playoffs and this last month and a half back then, then it would be have been an absolute right. no brainer. Like I would have been personally calling for him, um, but you know he wasn't quite there. But you know at the end of the day, it really worked out for Sean and. Um, you know, his character and his personality was never anything that we, uh, you know, questioned. It was just if the skill wasn't there and, and you're in a position where you're uh, potentially costing the team as the captain, right. then it, it has a ripple effect, an additional effect on the team than if right. you weren't the captain. But well, that, that brings up an important he's important a hell of a player part up uh, important point tongue tie. <laughs> That I was thinking about today on my way to work, um, which is is just the fact that you know if we do talk about a player on here in a negative light, it's not because we dislike the player. 
or the person or Ronnie, I mean, or the club or anything like, yeah, we are here 100% as a, as a voice of the fans about the voice of our just brains, what we see our opinions, because, um, you know, us talking about Sean early wasn't like, oh, like we hate Sean. Like we hate him as a person. He's a bad dude. It was just the performances weren't there. And if some universe he could hear that and kick it into gear, that's what we wanted. It wasn't like, you know, we were trying to be the uh, Arsenal fan TV talking bad about our team <laughs> yeah. like in hopes that, you know, we get cloud off of it or whatever. Like it was entirely just, you know, we want this dude to play well because he's super important. Yeah. Um, and he is. Yeah. So we, we roll into these penalties um, and... You know, you start thinking about the revs penalties, which, you know, we we have good feelings about that because we were there and we watched them win. (laughs) But you do get concerned now about the analysis of of what Portland has in terms of film on us. Right. Um, Because that does be it becomes an instant mental game and an instant mental edge. Uh, And then the 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 coins flipped and we have to go first. and thankfully, you know, we have our golden boy to step up first, and he just... I don't I mean, I don't know if all the fans in the one. world could have helped that keeper. No. He's dumpster. Steven, yeah. He is dumpster. No team should have him. Um, And Tati buries it. Next up, we have uh, the guy that scored the 94th to equalize for Portland, Mora. Um, and shout out to Brian. We watched the game with a, a, you know, a very good friend of ours and somebody that has gone to, you know, most of the home openers with us for NYCFC. He went to the first ever match. Yeah. All, we all did. Yeah. Um, and he goes, I, Sean's going to save the first two penalties. Now, I don't know what type of divine intervention this man <laughs> had in his brain to know that. Uh, and damn, I wish we could bet on NYCFC because if we did, we would be wealthy men if we listened to Brian. If um, that's even something you can bet on. Yeah, I don't think so. Live betting penalty shootouts? Uh, something we have to look into. But Sean goes on and saves Mora's uh, pen. Then it gets a little dramatic because Alfredo steps up. Um, and well, Stephen Clark first one we made Tati. Yeah, Tati made it. Sean saved yeah, it, Alf- and then Alfredo, Alf- Alfredo gets missed, saved. I was like, yeah, dude, because we didn't miss any of them in revs, and I was like, yeah, you know, can we survive too? Yep. Uh. And then, so it's instantly like our morale. That stadium gets it back. You hear it erupt. And then Sean uh, steps up big again and saves the second penalty. Um, then Maxi actually scores. Yeah, his. and then Maxi scores. Um, and then I believe Tales comes in and scores. And then it, you know, once again comes down to Alex Collins, the man with the coldest ice in his veins that I have ever seen. Um, in any sport ever and he by the way if anybody didn't notice he kicked the identical penalty to what he kicked in the revs except i think he hit it like twice as hard yeah because that was ridiculous i had an invasive thought well i had a really bad invasive thought actually before i don't know before pen started that um that collins was going to do the same thing just blast it but whatever just miss it <laughs> just blast it over the top i just i i i had flashed in my brain i was like nah get that out of there get that out of yeah there. and he Cop, didn't think he delivered the second happiest moment of our lives 
so far. What's the first? Him making the first one. Just wouldn't out. this be happier than the last? Yeah. Oh, like uh, the second. Of oh, the, the second and the first. Correct. Yes. Both yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have. I I don't think any. Oh, I'm sure there's like an NYCFC fan there that was in on Collins as early as I was in on Julian Edelman, and that's a story for another day. Right. But I don't think any NYCFC fan, uh, you know, most of them out there expected Collins to become the legitimate leader. Uh, skill-backed leader and star that he became. Yeah. Like, it's Which it's is scary because he's, he's not going to be here long. <sighs> he's not going to be here long. So get your jerseys. Yeah, I no, I'm I am getting a college. Yeah, he is guaranteed. He is insane. Um, I also saw, you know, that I didn't even remember. He has, he he has our second most goals in the Concacaf Championship uh, champ uh, Champions League. Yeah, which is just I saw that graphic today and I was like, oh, he's been doing this. He sort of yeah he he sort of during the season quietly goes about his business. Uh, bossing that back line for us and you know as times knocking goals in um and now it's just been amplified because of these two penalty kicks but this is not you know performance wise something that collins is new to right. he, he has been this savage for a long time he's a guy and he's a vet on our team and that makes yeah. it feel so much better he's I, been I think, there for a long time i think time. this is four years there's been if not five like the key parts of our team have been there for years like yeah four years and you know that pen goes in and ronnie starts bawling his eyes out we start Going jumping crazy. around the living room i mean screaming uh and the scenes at the thing of you know them just lifting lifting the trophy all together and enjoying that moment it, it felt surreal it just mm -hmm. didn't feel i just was like that initial the pen going in we win Jumping around. I mean, I stripped. I stripped down to my boxers. Yeah, you, you and Ronnie both uh, got out of your clothes. I just needed to express myself. And I have to uh, apologize on behalf of the community because they uh, convincingly voted that Ronnie did it better than you. Con it was convincing. Like, the, the thing with that, I don't think you got twenty. And I'm not. You know, I'm not going to go at our own fans, but. I just felt like that was more of a clout contest and not like who actually okay, did it better. A popularity contest. Yeah, that yeah. was a popularity contest, and um, I was just looking for a fair shake. Um, didn't you get know, it for the effort. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have the crowd. I didn't have the team behind me. The trophy. I didn't have Tavon laughing at me. Didn't do push-ups. Tavon didn't laugh at me one time. <laughs> that deserves a vote. Yeah, and yeah, and you lost, and that's it. Is what it is. It is. I mean, I'll go again next year. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go again I hope so. I believe Ronnie did say he is going to continue doing that uh, as long as we continue to win trophies. So that's great news. Um, and and our wallets took a hit as we quickly traveled to the NYCFC store to avoid uh, missing out on, on the champion merch. The champion merch. We would be draped in it right now if they didn't delay our order till January seventh. Somehow. Somehow. Yeah. We it's weird when you use we did this pre -booze. the coupon code. We spent that much pre-booze. Yeah. We yeah. did that sober. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine if we had... Were we really sober or were we high on life? <laughs> that is so lame. So bad. <laughs> oh my God, you deserve a timeout for that. That is... Uh, and then 
as you uh, just alluded to, we went to Dave and Buster's. We took a took a couple of NYCFC shots. Um, you know, spent time with some people that we have brought into uh, you know this NYCFC world. Um, you know, related to the fandom and traveling with us to playoff games that they've come to with us uh, and and regular season games throughout all this time. Um, Made new soccer fans. Yeah, it was a great night, and that's that's what's important. Uh, and you know something that you don't think of when a team wins a cup is how important it is for you know the brand and the sport in general um like you know with my parents watching the games you know unasked and and every all of our friends you know getting into it it's right. very redeeming to see that happen right because we care so much about them but also you know the idea of bringing them in and not really knowing at the beginning what what we're going to experience and then going on this path and you know them getting invested it's just cool yeah um and i think that dave and buster's trip was just kind of like the final that was the peak that yeah. was you know just going out having fun not having stress about anything at all just thinking you know our team just did something insane yeah and, and maybe um, even in hindsight like a little bit of uh, celebration for like the work that we've put into this podcast too you know i didn't think about that on the night and i just did now but uh we've put in a lot of work to this thing and it's a lot of time it's it's been great to share um this season with anybody that listens and watches because it's you know this is something that you know not us and not anybody we hung out with that night and not anybody that's listening or watching this will ever forget i mean this is the first yeah. one uh in club history so it's i mean even literally history you know not to be that guy and to throw out numbers or anything like that but you know i'm sure there was there were people even in in our circle when we were like hey you know we're gonna do this podcast thing and um you know put time into it effort into it or you know certain nights where you know your night is shaped by you know i have work and then i have to do you know have to go record and then you know you got to edit it and yep. stuff like that i mean all that time all that effort for it to then translate to like thirty thousand impressions in a night like that's insane yeah um, and so that was kind of just that peak and getting to share You know, it, it does feel like we are literally champions Like it feels like I mean, I would say, you know, we weren't on the field as many I was times ready. I told him I was yeah, ready. as many times as Justin uh, has said on this podcast that he was uh, willing and ready to step up to be right back when Tinner home went down or Striker when Tati wasn't knocking in the goals for those two ish months uh, we weren't on the field, but it does feel like, and I'm sure many fans feel this way, and that's why sports are so great that we were a part of this right. winning season. So that's an amazing thing to to get to get. Period. Yeah. To get. And and it was, you know, it was just important to do it. Just this, all this stuff, you know, getting on here and talking, just sharing our opinion, you know, whatever little that helps the club to grow. Um, you know, even if it's at 14 people at a time or two people at a time yep. um, that maybe didn't consume NYCFC um, content and didn't really, really love the team that then, you know, do. Yeah, do it's now. just insane to be able to contribute to that Yeah, and, like, have the success side by side and not take from the club but try to contribute, Yeah, um, which is – that's just what we want to do here. It's a great way to put it. Um, and I think that's probably – it, I mean, related related to the game itself and winning the trophy itself, 
I think we've we've about covered it. Uh, I don't know if we, do we want to get into any of these roster moves. We could. Why not? I I feel like a forty five minute episode is it. Um, I will say I think one of one of the last things to mention that also makes this win special is we just got a uh, a qualification to the Concacaf Champions League. Um, and that was one of the few things that I was uh, concerned about because that wasn't guaranteed based on where we finished in the league, um, which is upsetting because it's always great, uh, especially when you know your club builds the depth that it takes to participate in those if you don't get to participate. Right. Uh, and I, you know, from the moment that we found out that our regular season spot did not get us into it, I like completely removed it from my thought. my thought, my memory. Yeah. And then like the day after uh, in the morning, the CONCACAF, you know, uh, Twitter tweets about us being in. I was like, oh, that's like a that's like the perfect cherry on top is we get to see more of this team next year because of that. Right. Um, but yeah, we Which can. It's always can, good. I mean, it, it gives us more content too, um, to cover, to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like I said, you could just hop right into it if you want to list the names. Yeah. So so with declined. these with these roster moves, I'll start off with the positives. So. Uh, we, we don't have to say much about these guys because, you know, we're going to be talking about them for quite a while, I would assume. Um, you know, Heber, Zelalem, and Acevedo all got extended. Uh, I think we probably both agree those are great moves. We want those three players on our roster. Um, I, I will say, real quick, and it's not a dig at Heber, but it's very, very, very funny. He's like, on the stage, he looks like the guy that didn't do any work on the project but he's celebrating and running around telling everybody he got an A on his project. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is not a dig at Heyberry. He just he was injured. He didn't really have the opportunity. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was funny visually. Yeah. How much like he's got the camera <laughs> the GoPro the at the ceremony today. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, how many appearances did you have? <laughs> yeah. Do you have more appearances than men on the team? Right. No, I, I would agree out of those three that would you know, That's I, I don't I don't want to suggest that we shouldn't bring Bear back. You know, he obviously got a bad rap. Uh, right. Very unlucky with that injury. Um, That's Tati insurance. Yeah, yeah. That's what that is. It's, uh, it's Tati insurance. And then, um, you know, these we, we might end up spending a little more time than we want to on these, but in terms of contracts that, you know, got declined to get renewed, we have Medina, Thor, uh, and the Roach, Tony Rocha. Yeah. Um, as, as the King Medina supporter... Mm-hmm. from um, the guy that was calling everybody a bozo because they didn't like him. Yeah. He fell off quick, and, um, you know, I'm not sure if that led to the decision to decline him. I mean, I would assume that there's somebody out there that's willing to spend money on him. So that's why, you know, that's why I would have personally kept him. I'm not sure if we can still make money off him. Probably not if yeah. he doesn't have contract. I don't know. I just feel like there's somebody out there that would spend money on him. Yeah. For I, I don't think the club wanted to take the chance to still have him, which is yeah. their choice. I think uh, the f- the feeling around the uh, the fans and the supporters that I've gotten, at least from Twitter and, and what goes on in my own brain, is we've all uh, complained a lot about Medina. So we shouldn't be upset with this, but the cup complicates things. Um, right. Because cue the fast and furious... You don't turn your back on family. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, like anything cause... in life, once you get a ring, it gets a little more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, to, to, to separate, and that's true. So, 
you know, uh, Rob Abramowitz. Um, I believe he's the Spanish commentator for us uh, on radio for NYCFC. Um, and I guess he spoke with Medina's agent, and Medina says that he doesn't want to stay in the MLS and that he's trying to field offers in, in Europe and South America. So uh, obviously we wish him the absolute best. Um, yeah. Go I, make the boys in blue yeah, proud. And go make some money too. Yeah, like make we, that We want to see you. Uh, want to see you. Cut your hair. Man. Do it. <laughs> Cut your hair. Dang, we were going to post that clip on Twitter, but then you had to dig them. Which <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I miss, uh, I miss OG Medina. Yeah. And then we have, uh, I think the, the most shocking of the three is to see Thor get declined. Uh, I, I would say the Roach. You think? To me. I mean, but we'll get to it. Yeah. So with Thor, uh, I mean, I, I think it was the most shocking because our initial thoughts were, Oh, they're just doing this so that they could find a different way to keep him on the team in terms of restructuring uh, his guaranteed playing time and money. Like, that seems like the only... Right. It doesn't seem like he could possibly leave at all in any way. Right. Well, I think, you know, possibly we looked at the depth in, at left back and mm -hmm. just said, you know, we can't guarantee you the time that you want. That's fair. I would assume that's that's what it is. It's, it's probably playing time because he loves the club. He loves the city. Yeah. Um, that's without a doubt. But look, the dude needs to play. Yeah. And, um, you know, if that's somewhere else, it's somewhere else. I I just wish, you know, it would be here. Yeah. But we're going to see a lot of more Gloucester next year. And then uh, Tony Rocha declined too. Um, you said it best. It felt, felt like Ebiaga. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, when we shipped Seb off to LAFC, uh, I don't know what to say. It's not like, I don't even want to say like that's one of those decisions or moves that you have to make. Like, it doesn't feel like we really have to. Well, I mean, I the thing know. is you, you extend Acevedo and you, you extend um, uh, ZLLM. Mm -hmm. That's just, there's spots. And you that, have Keaton and you have Sands. And you have two left and backs. And you already Alfredo. Right. So there's not, I mean, I get it. You probably can't guarantee him time either. I would just like, I would like Roach on the team. Yeah, I mean, if if he if that is the basis of it, that he is looking for a role uh, where he's going to get more time and you know potentially a starting position or at the very least fighting one for one for a starting position, um, if that is the reason that he's leaving, then I'd support that fully. Yeah, and maybe even Charlotte someday. They they were looking more for money than. Yeah, I mean, I would echo exactly what we said about Medina, you know, maybe even more so. I hope that the Roach gets signed somewhere and we can, you know, we can support him fully. Um, right. You know, as long as it's not like the Red Bulls or the Revs. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And really Philly at this point because their fans have just been insufferable on Twitter. Yeah, they're just weirdos. Yeah. Um, Call the FBI on them. We got to find actual <laughs> crimes that the Philly fans have done so, <laughs> and report them. Um, I, I do believe it's against protocol to go and party after you haven't even won the whole thing yet and give your whole friends COVID and miss I do think Eastern it is, Conference Finals. I do think... I don't know if that's FBI worthy, but... I do think it's worth noting that if you go and party and contract COVID, which is a very... Uh, Serious. Infectious disease. Yeah. And then you bring it to your team and then you hurt your team... You cannot then blame another team for that. Right. And you definitely can't say racist comments. And basically what we're trying to say is that we hope Roach goes somewhere. Not there. Not 
Philadelphia and has a, a great career. And we hope Jim Curtin goes to FC Cincinnati. And his career dies. And I would love for uh, for the Roach to go somewhere that has a super, super nice kit so I could purchase it. Right. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we have to say. It's it's gutting to lose, to lose, I think, probably all three of these guys, you know, some for different reasons than others. Well, this last guy, you were bummed to lose, but. Yeah. I mean. So, a couple, get... what time is it? I don't even have my watch, but a couple hours ago, uh, Charlotte has the expansion draft, um, which is such a weird thing that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. And it I don't want to knock it just... super hard, but the fact that you can just. Be like, oh, I want that player from your roster. Yeah. Thank you. Did that happen with us? We did that? I guess. That's we didn't weird. get somebody like in Izzy, though. No, um, no, we got McNamara, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give me Izzy like Jesus. 10 out of 10 times over McNamara. Yeah, what um, the hell was that? So Izzy goes to Charlotte. And then, I mean, why even, why even take Izzy just to turn around and sell him immediately? Like I that? would assume... That there was talks between Charlotte and LAFC that LAFC didn't want to come to us to trade for Izzy because it's possible for any number there, of there reasons. There was there had to have been a pre like a predetermined thing because it was so instant. Like things like that don't happen that quick. Yeah. So LAFC must have been interested in Izzy, approached Charlotte and said, "Hey, you have this spot. We'll give you this much money if you pick him." Yeah, and then boom. And then as uh, as our. Uh, a correspondent at the outfield said Justin Egan he goes Charlotte just paid us 50k to also free up 600,000 uh in gam of cap space for us. Yeah. I mean that's incredible business. Just hey, great business. Hey FO. Just killing it. I thought hell of a move. I thought Brad I thought Sim was going to announce a stadium. Yeah, I think he, a he lot of people saying, did. People well, they talk kept about, chanting he, it. I know, but he kept saying I'll, I'll get to it, I'll get to yeah, it. Hold yeah. on, I can't do it. I can't say it all right now. So what, when were you going to say it? Yeah. And, and then he goes, we're close. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, and my last comment about this um, this expansion draft will be, I don't know how anybody in the community is going to take this, but I was sort of hoping uh, that <laughs> Charlotte would have taken Tinnerholm. Um, not that I think he's... I didn't know that we were going to put that on camera. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, not not... I mean, you're hyping it up like... No, it's we not. Hate it's, Tinnerol. it's not because we hate Tinnerol. Yeah. I just think. I mean, go ahead and explain it. I would say, you know, I was hoping they would take him um, for a number of reasons. I don't think he's past it. I still think he's a good player, and that would have been great value for Charlotte to get him for. I don't know if the fee for everybody is fifty k, but that is ridiculous for a man that was the best defender in the league last year. Um, but I, I would be so upset to see Tavon ride the bench for. 90% of the games next right. year. Like, that would kill me. Or, I mean, especially if, you know, Tenor Home isn't back and he's not Tenor Home again. Mm -hmm. Because then it creates drama. Like, you know, it gives it gives the pundits something to talk about. You know, is NYCFC going to start Tenor Home? Are they going to start Gray? Yeah. Are they going to stump the progression of Tavon Gray to, um, you know, play an aging star who's passed it with an injury? Like, But the kid who looks so bright. Like, yeah. he, he started every minute of every playoff game that we had on a on a cup run. Yeah. And looked good. Yeah. Looked That's great. why I mean that's why it gets difficult with, with Tenor Home. Does Tenor Home become the number two? Because that's, I don't Tavon think Tavon deserves to be the one. 
That's what I'm saying. Centerholm doesn't deserve to be the two, but Tavon deserves to be the one. And on top of all this, it gave, uh, you know, NYCFC um, an easy out on him without having to look like the bad guys because, the, hey, there's nothing that we can do about right. it. Uh, this is MLS. This yeah, this is MLS. T's and P's. Enjoy, uh, <laughs> enjoy South Carolina. Um, Pick him up with so him yeah. down in Carolina. We don't hate him. We just... No, we love him. It would have been convenient. He's great I have football. a t-shirt... He's great. Courtesy of the outfield that says Anton Tinnerholm is good at soccer. It's right there. You know, but, you know, we were saying that we do believe that it would have been better to get him off of the roster now. Mm -hmm. Just in case. Just in case. I mean, even if he does go and become a. There's no risk to losing him with how Tavon has looked. Right. And so, you know, but there isn't depth that right back. That is where we do lack depth. But it's not fair to make him a number Closter. two. Yeah. Still. It just isn't fair to make Tanner Home a number two. Yeah. And it's not fair to make Tavon anything but the number one. It's like a, um, I don't know how many people will even understand what this means, but it's like Mac Jones and Cam Newton. It's like if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. And if you have two starting writing, right backs, you have no right backs. Writing backs. Yeah. That means we've gone too far. <laughs> the, la- the absolute last thing... Um, and, you know, certainly not the least important. This is, I think, probably going to be uh, probably the most season-changing topic um, for 2022 uh, is everything related to Tati. Uh, we're hearing, you know, that Basictus uh, put in an offer for $12 million and uh, NYCFC said, come back with a bigger number. Yeah. And uh, I guess with respect. And then Palmeiras didn't get the memo because they came in with an eight million offer, um, and they tried to get him earlier in the season. I think a lot of NYCFC fans remember, you know, all the Palmeiras fans and how they were insufferable, insufferable, and basically treating Tati like he was theirs and not ours. You're right. you were wrong. Um, so they came <laughs> in with that eight mil, and we said, come back with a bigger number. Yeah, we we renewed his contract and we immediately said that that just means the price has gone up. Yeah, the price um, has gone up. And the price has continued to go up from there. The entire time. Look, you said that there was nothing. I mean, you, you you did say it best on the way home from um, Dave and Buster's that there's nothing left for Tati to do really in the MLS. He's mm-hmm. got the cup. He's got the golden boot. Um, but also I think, you know, it's possible that he wants to run it back just to maybe see if he can go back-to-back titles. Yeah. I mean, or I mean, he didn't get the MVP of the league. He didn't get the MVP, uh, and he he has a second shot at the Concacaf Champions League. Um, right. But both those things are incredibly hard to get. So I think you know potentially stunting your own you know big money move for yourself and your family. Right. Um, also, just loving New York for I mean. two things that are pretty unlikely. I could understand if he if he goes, uh, and he got I think Pep did him like the biggest solid that anybody could ever do um and yes i am a major pep fan but when i say that you know when pep speaks people around the world including managers listen to him that is entirely true and for him to say that uh tati belongs in europe uh, honestly i i think there's probably teams that heard pep say that and now Tati is on their radar, um, and like they're considering buying him I feel like because Tati of that. Shouldn't only. do anything but go to City. I think that'd be a great place for him. But he won't start. It doesn't matter. Even just to get into, you know, the, the Stefan role. 
Yeah. Where you're there, you know, cup games, stuff like that. I think yeah. he could definitely play at that level. Imagine him learning from, like, Gabby and, and I mean, maybe if he wants to focus a little but bit more on the winger you, route. You all don't really have strikers like that. Yeah. You have Gabby and then you guys flex wingers mm-hmm. to play that role. You don't have a striker like that. I mean, as much as I love... I the love Tati like Gabby is. I know, but just, <laughs> you know, Tati can score. But Tati is 23, right? 22. FA Cups, like he can do that. He's, yeah. that, he's at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he should waste his career at places like West Ham. Like, I would agree, yeah. Um, and I, I don't mean, even, and I, like you said, because I, I think even if he goes to West Ham, he's going to be in the same role that he would be at Man City. Right. Except instead of being within, you know, the CFG system still that is, uh, you know, knows him at least business wise. And I mean, I don't want to speak crazy, but I would assume that their academy and their systems and their training departments and all this stuff. When you have money like that, it is better simply uh, because of a club or instead of a club like West Ham. And you would prefer to be behind the Marises and the Sterlings. Right, um, learn from those guys. Instead of like Arnautovic uh, and stuff like that. Not that, you know, they're full of slouches. I don't know where that dude plays anymore. Um, he might not be on West Ham. He plays in like China or Japan or something. I mean, man, I mean NYCFC no, has totally taken over uh, over my soccer universe. And I've fallen off the I just train. I believe that it should be, you know, a top team or, or stay home. And what I, yeah, what I have heard, I mean, not that it's a rumor that there's any truth to it, but uh, I would think if, like, Maxi wants to come back and do one more ride, I would think Tati would want to, too. I, I think you should. I hope. You're going to get more eyeballs in the MLS as the returning Golden Boot winner, returning MLS champion. But I would um, hate for something to happen and for him to miss an opportunity. I don't think his like, opportunity is going to be there regardless of next season. Not if he like because he's regresses, you know. But if he regresses at what NYCFC, if Bear is back? But the thing is, like, if let's say he goes to a Man City and he does regress, they just pop him right. Oh, back I mean, on if he NYCFC, yeah, if he like, stays here and regresses, then I would hate for him to then have to go into like the transfer market, yeah. half of the value as he has right now, and miss out on you know potentially genuinely changing his life. Yeah, that's true. Cause I just want, I, I we both want the best for yeah. Tati. I think yeah. anybody that's an NYCFC fan is just infatuated I mean, the world is with his Tati right now. as a human. The world is his right now. Yeah, and so um, that's about it. That'll dude. do it. That'll be the our megalodon. I don't think we've talked this long since like our beginning episodes. We used to think that like at forty five to an hour was a way to go, and then we realized nobody wants to listen to us dummies talk for that long. So. We cut it down, um, but this was a, you know, this was a little bit of a longer one. And if somehow anybody is still here, you know, listening and watching, then you are truly, uh, truly the goat. Um, and we look forward to sharing more with you. I think I don't know if we want to have this convo on air, but I was debating with the idea of like when we're going to next record again, and I was thinking um, probably after the new year. I think taking yeah. like a little. Just a hiatus. Yeah, a little 15. I mean, it would only be, you know, 15 to 17 days. Taking a little hiatus to enjoy the holidays like we kind of did with Thanksgiving. Um, enjoy the win, too. Yeah, we're, we're still going to be on Twitter, you know, daily. Literally, right. multiple responding times. Responding to people, responding to news. News, all that. But, yeah, just giving 
given ourselves a little bit of an off season uh, before we start up like you going know these again. ten collab episodes, hopping into a whole new league with the MLS. The dogs reserves. will be in your front yard, and we will be going hard. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I guess that would be the, the announcement right there. Uh, yeah. We will see you guys in the flesh after the new year. Um, right. You know, happy holidays to all of you. Happy New Year to you guys. I hope you guys, you know, also enjoy your time with your family if you can. Um, and spend some time really Just soaking in this win because it's not guaranteed that this will ever happen again. Yeah. It and if isn't. it doesn't for a couple of years, I mean, yeah, we can still enjoy this. Um, and we'll still be right there with that team. Yeah. So we'll we'll see you guys in 2022. Thank you, guys. Peace.